Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello, Super Great Kids, and how are you? I hope you had a happy week. Now, here are two reasons to be cheerful. First, we have not one, but two stories today. And second, we get to welcome a new storyteller to our podcast. His name is Shane Ibs. And of course, for those of you who celebrate Christmas, it's nearly here. This first story is a traveller story from Scotland about a scarecrow and a hare. And the second story, which we're also posting this week, is a marvellous but slightly scary story about a little boy, a Christmas tree and a troll. And it's told by the very talented storyteller Emily Hennessy. Now, here is a challenge for you. Since our first story features a hare... Can you have a think about what makes hares different to rabbits? While we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. Me again. Did you think of some differences between hares and rabbits? Here's three. Now, hares are wild animals, while some people keep rabbits as pets. And hares are larger than rabbits and they have much longer ears. And number three, hares can run super fast, up to 45 miles an hour. Perhaps that's why they have the story about the hare and the tortoise, because hares are known for super fast running. Now, are you ready for our first story? Then let's give a warm welcome to storyteller Shane Ibs. Hello, super great kids and grown-up kids too. You're all welcome here. I'm Shane and I come from a county called Suffolk in the United Kingdom. It's a very rural area and I grew up playing in the fields and in the woods and lots of my stories come from out of the woods. I spend a lot of time in nature and I like that to be in my stories. Well, there was once a scarecrow. Hopefully you know what a scarecrow is and the job of a scarecrow. The job is to scare the crows and all the other birds away from the farmer's crops. And in the summer months, well, it was fine because there were lots of birds that would come and visit and he would even be friendly with some of the birds and he would scare other ones away, especially those crows. But then, of course, autumn would come and the leaves would be blown off all the trees. And then, well, winter would gradually creep in. And Scarecrow found himself all alone, hanging on a wooden stake with his raggedy tag coat on and his, his straw hat that belonged to someone's auntie and raggedy taggedy trousers and he was stuffed full of newspaper and straw and he just hung there all day long with nothing to do. Just looking at the fields, that brown earth until the snows came 
and then it was just white. It looked pretty, but it was cold, so cold. And all the creatures had gone to hibernate, and he was all alone. And he began to feel very lonely, and he became sad. Well, one day there he was, with nothing to do, and a hare came flip-flop, flip-flop, flip-flop across the field. Hello, Scarecrow, you don't look very happy. I'm not, said the Scarecrow. I'm really bored, and I feel so lonely and sad. I've got nothing to do, I've no friends to talk to. And there they were, having a conversation, and there was a wood just nearby, and out came a little woodland fairy. So the fairy came skipping across the field, and she went up to the Scarecrow and the Hare, and she said, Scarecrow, you don't look very happy. And he said, I'm not. I'm here all alone. And the fairy said, well, I'd like to give you a little wish. And children, if a fairy gave you a wish, I wonder what you would wish for. Just have a little think. Perhaps say it out loud. Well, the Scarecrow, he thought of some of those things that you're thinking of, and, and then eventually he said, do you know what I would like? I would like to spend Christmas Eve with a family. So be it, said the fairy, and she waved her wand, and suddenly the scarecrow just jumped off his wooden perch, he felt his arms and his legs, and they were solid like a human's, and he, he began to skip and jump, and to skip and jump, and skip and jump, and he said, this is fantastic, I feel like a human, and he had a voice too. And he was just about to run across the fields to go to the farmhouse where he knew there was a family. And the fairy said, stop, stop, stop. What? said the scarecrow. And the fairy said, whatever you do, you mustn't speak to the humans. Because if you do, the enchantment will be broken. I won't speak to anybody, said the scarecrow. And he waved goodbye to hare and fairy and off he went, running across the fields. Well, by the time he got to the farmhouse, it was evening he sat down on a bench outside the farm cottage and he was looking at the beautiful stars in the sky and it was a cold night and Jack Frost was out and about and he was nipping the scarecrow's toes and nose and his fingers and he sat there just looking at the beautiful starlit sky and then he heard singing music coming from the cottage oh it sounded beautiful children singing and, and someone playing a violin and he thought oh I would so love to be inside that house. Well inside the house was the farmer, his wife and two children and he was playing the violin or the fiddle as some people call it and he was playing and the children were up with mother and they were singing and dancing and having a wonderful time. Well eventually father needed a rest. He said I'm just going to go and smoke my pipe and he went out to the front door opened the door and he looked out at the beautiful starlit sky and he put a little bit of tobacco in his pipe and he lit his pipe, looking at the beautiful stars and he looked to his left and, oh, you gave me a fright there, Scarecrow. I bet those cheeky children have dragged you across the field and put you here just to play a trick on me. And the farmer found himself talking to this Scarecrow and he had no idea that the Scarecrow could hear him and see him. Well, the children heard their father talking and they went to the front door and they said, Father, who are you talking to? He said, <laughs> he said, the children from the village have dragged the old scarecrow across here on the bench. And I was just chatting to the scarecrow, but he can't hear a word, of course. Bring him inside, Dad. Oh, 
I'm not going to do that. Look at him, he's all raggedy-taggedy and all dirty and, and I'm not bringing him in the house. Oh, Dad, please, please, please. Oh, please, 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 Daddy. All right, then. OK. Well, Father went and he picked up Scarecrow and he took him into the house and he sat him on a chair. And he picked up his violin and he carried on playing. Well, he played a, a fast reel and a slow reel and the children were up with Mother and they were dancing away and then they sang a song together with Father playing the violin and the Scarecrow, he couldn't help himself. He began to tap his foot and he began to tap both feet to the sound of the music and before he knew it, he jumped up and he took hold of the little girl's hand and the little boy's hand and suddenly they were dancing and dancing and dancing and dancing and he had a wonderful time and then the song stopped. And Scarecrow said, What's the best fun I've ever had? But oh dear, he'd spoken to the humans. And he fell to the floor in just a crumpled mass of clothes and newspapers and straw. And they all looked at him. So Father picked up the Scarecrow and he walked across to the barn and laid him down on some straw. But Scarecrow could still hear and he could still see. Couldn't speak anymore. He couldn't move anymore. And Father picked up that violin once more and he played some more tunes and there was more singing and dancing. They sat around the fire, the family, they told stories. The Scarecrow heard wonderful stories. And then it was the end of the evening. And it was Christmas Eve. And you know what has to happen on Christmas Eve, children, don't you? No, not that. No, no. That, that's right, that's right. You have to go to sleep. Otherwise, Father Christmas, well, he's waiting for you to go to sleep. And Father said to the children, it's time for bed. And they said, oh, Daddy, 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 what are you going to do with Scarecrow? Oh, I'm going to put him back out in the field. No, 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 Daddy. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, um, keep him warm, Daddy. Um, put him in the barn with the animals. Oh, what a good idea, said Father. So Father picked up Scarecrow. And the children watched from the window as he walked him across to the barn. He made a nice big bed of the straw for the scarecrow and he laid the scarecrow down. And there were two cows there, Daisy and Maisie. And he thought, that'll give you a bit of company. And then the farmer, well, he found himself looking at the scarecrow and thinking. And although he didn't know the scarecrow could hear him, he, he found himself saying to the scarecrow, do you know, you can stay here all through the winter. And in the spring, when your friends come back, then I'll take you out to the fields. And I promise you, next Christmas Eve, I'll bring you back into the house so that you can dance with me, my wife and the children. And then the farmer left the barn. Had he stopped and turned around and looked through that tiny little window into the barn, he would have seen a scarecrow laying there with the biggest smile that you ever did see. And that's the story of the Scarecrow and the Hare. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Shane, for that heartwarming Christmassy story. I wonder if any of you have ever talked to a Scarecrow. Many people say that animals get the power to talk on Christmas Eve. If your pets or animals could talk, or even your cuddly toys, I wonder what you think they'd say to you. 
Shane heard that story from the late traveller and storyteller from Scotland, Duncan Williamson. It's also written down in a book called The Flight of the Golden Bird, Scottish Folk Tales for Children. Do check it out. Now, it's time to dip into my bag of happies and say some thank yous. First, to our new subscribers on Patreon and Apple. Let's start with a hello to David, who is seven, from New Paltz in New York. For his birthday, David got a Super Great Kids t-shirt and a Super Great Kids birthday card drawn by his talented dad. What a lovely photo you sent us of your special day, David. Thank you for sharing that. You look very happy. And hello and thank you to new Owlets, Bear, who is turning eight, and Sam, who is almost two. They're also from New York in the US. Sam and Bear listen at bedtime and in the afternoons after school. And thank you to Andy, who is seven, and Solomon, who is five, from Oak Cliff in Texas. One of their favourite stories is the Haitian story, The Magic Orange Tree. I really like that story too, Andy and Solomon. And thanks to Lyle, who is six, and Rufus, who is four, from Yorkshire in the north of England. They listen to Super Great Kids stories every day and at bedtime, and they really love it. Well, that's very nice to hear. Thank you very much. And... Thanks to super great fans and Kofi donors, Isabel, who is eight, and Sebastian, who is five. They're originally from Venezuela in South America, and now they live in Toronto in Canada. Lucky you having the experience of two continents. I'll have to look and see if I can find a story from Venezuela. And last but not least, thanks very much to Maggie, Annie and Catherine from New Zealand for your support on Kofi. Lovely to hear that the whole family enjoy listening to our stories together while travelling around New Zealand. And Nancy the Spider is your firm favourite. Hurrah, he's such a rascal, isn't he? That's it for now. If you're one of our Apple subscribers, do let us know if you'd like a mention, since we're not able to see the names of our Apple subscribers. And now to say some thank yous for the super great drawings of our stories which you've sent in. Thank you to eight-year-old Naomi from Las Vegas in the US. Naomi has drawn a super great picture of the Magic Orange Tree story. The musical notes you've added are so clever, Naomi, and I'm wondering who might be living in that hole in the tree trunk that you've drawn. Thank you very much for sharing your lovely drawing with us. And Leela, who is four, drew a great picture inspired by the Russian story Baba Yaga's Breakfast. Leela said she was surprised that Baba Yaga's teeth didn't work when she tried to eat the mountain. You're right, Leela, that is a bit surprising. We love your terrifying picture of Baba Yaga with her long hair and fingernails. Thank you. And Farley, who is seven, from Bedfordshire in the UK, drew a marvellous picture inspired by the South American story El Cangrejo the Crab King. Farley, 
We particularly like your king mosquito with his crown and nasty sting and angry red eyes. I'd be angry too if a bullying crab had squashed my brother or sister. Thanks so much for sharing this. It's a really good story, isn't it? And Edward, who is seven from Gateshead in the north of England, has sent us a witty picture inspired by the fox and the crow story. I love the way you've drawn the crow up in the tree with the scent of cheese wafting down to the sly fox who is sniffing up and asking the crow, how are you so clever? Thanks for sharing your picture with us. And Nirvan, who is six from Kensington in California, has drawn a magnificent picture of the Russian story Father Frost. We love Father Frost's frozen blue lips and frozen blue ears and the ice and snow falling all around him as he speaks. If you like Father Frost, Nirvan, you might like Stargirl, the boy and the snow wolf. And seven-year-old Summer has sent us a very fun picture inspired by the Scandinavian story Butterball. I like the stars around your magic pot and the way you've labelled the characters in the story. Thank you, Summer, for sharing your lovely picture with us and for being brave. And thanks to Adeline, who is four and lives in Oklahoma in the US. She listens to super great kids' stories with her sisters, Eloise, who is three, and Margot, who is one. Adeline has sent us a carefully drawn picture of Baba Yaga and Masha the Clever. Masha was very clever, wasn't she, to avoid being caught by that scary witch. I'm glad the story has a happy ending, aren't you? And hello to Yilla, who is five and lives in Australia. What an imaginative picture you've sent us of the Little Red Hairy Man story. Jack, the boy in the story, and the Little Red Hairy Man have quite a few adventures together, don't they? I love the way you've put the castle in the background where the princess lives. And perhaps that fantastic dragon that you've drawn belongs to one of the giants. And thanks to Elise, who is five and lives in Pittsburgh in the US and has sent in not one, but two Baba Yaga pictures. Thank you, Elise. I love the colours you've used for Baba Yaga. Green straggly hair and sharp brown pointy teeth. I hope your brother and sisters, Henry, Leah and Paige, aren't too frightened listening to it with you. And hello and thank you to Sagarika, a super great fan who is seven and lives in Ontario in Canada. Sagarika has drawn a marvellous picture of the Irish story, The Griffin. We can see that you've listened to the story really carefully as your drawing is exactly how we imagine the griffin to look as he flies over the forest. And those rainbow feathers in his tail are particularly magnificent, aren't they? Thank you for sharing your picture. And that's all the thank yous for this story. There'll be some more thank yous in the next one. Keep sending in your pictures. They put a wag in our tail and a spring in our step. If you'd like to see them, they're on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash stories. If you'd like to send us a picture, send it by Facebook Messenger or via our website on supergreatkidstories.com. That's it for this first story. 
But remember, if you like scary stories, there's another one this week. The Norwegian fairy tale, Eating Match with a Troll, told by Emily Hennessy. It's a little early Christmas present for everyone who likes slightly scary stories. It's a little bit scary, but if you're brave, maybe you could listen with an adult. Ooh, uh, next week, it's Christmas week. Watch out for more fairy tales from around the world. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London.